You're listening to Elk Point Baptist Church. Subscribe to our podcast to hear every sermon and like us on Facebook by searching Elk Point Baptist Church, located in Elk Point, South Dakota. Get into there. Get into the uh, into the lesson. We're going to pick up pick back up a little bit where we left off last week. Last week we had a uh, a good topic that got brought up about uh, Ralph had mentioned like not having a tough time at all sharing the gospel with, you know, I guess your average sinner, basically. Uh, and and, and i got to be, be careful the way I paraphrase this because then I want to say, but if it's a really bad sinner, uh, <laughs> you know, we don't, having a tougher time sharing the gospel with people that don't seem like, seem like they are total, total enemies of the gospel, could care less about God or the Bible and, and, and you know, actually have ill intentions for people uh, including especially God's people, whatever. Uh, and I thought it turned into a really good discussion. I thought that we come to a good understanding. And, and Ralph said he talked with Jade, and he sent me a message later uh, about uh, in, the, the, in the book of Ezekiel, you know, when God, was, he, he, God told Ezekiel, he said, I set you for a watchman. Uh, you know, and he said, the watchman, basically, uh, as a watchman, uh, you've got to warn You've got to warn people. If you fail to warn people, you know, just imagine the guy that's keeping watch, the guy that's on point, that if he sees the enemy coming in, he's got to warn of the judgment. And so it's our job to warn people. Uh, He's like, if you don't warn people, your blood or their blood is going to be on your hands. But if you warn them and they don't heed your warning, their blood is on their own hands. You've done your part. But then I started looking specifically because then Doria brought up the, the verse that says, uh, cast not your pearls before the swine. Kind of fit in the same vein, right? Uh, cast not your pearls before the swine. And, and, and the picture there is, what does a pig care about pearls? You can't throw, show uh, pearls to a pig and that pig be like, ooh, those are nice. You know, a pig could care less. They'll just trot them. They don't want, you know, whatever. They don't recognize the, the value of pearls. And so, well, what about that verse? Does that fit in with, you know, sharing the gospel? And it does, but, uh, but then I, as I started studying that this week, it, it brought up some other things. You remember Jesus also said in the same context, He said, if you come into a city and you preach the gospel to that city uh, and you bring the good news to that city and they fail to hear you and they reject it, uh, you could shake the dust off your feet and leave town. Uh, and basically, it's on them. It's on them. You've done your part. So I believe it all kind of comes together to say that we need to do our part uh, to share the gospel with somebody. Now, we may share the gospel with somebody and really quickly figure out, okay, you know, you're being totally belligerent. Uh, you're being uh, totally mocking. You're, you know, fill in the blank. Uh, you know, maybe you decide that you're not going to cast your pearls before the swine. But even in that case, I think that we ought to uh, try to keep a burden and pray for folks and such. Any other thoughts on that uh, before we move on? Have, you, have y'all thought about that anymore or had any other thoughts to add to? Yeah, Kurt. Okay. I think there comes a point in time where if I'm talking to someone and I'm sharing the 
I think then if I keep going, I'm passing pearls before swine. Because now I'm, I'm, I'm giving something good to someone that doesn't want it. And that God's like, okay, I'm done with it. Because I do believe there comes a point in time when God's done with someone. Yep. That's not my decision to decide when God's done with someone. And until God tells me that, hey, I'm done with that person, or I'm done with this country, or I'm done with it. Because that's, he talked to his prophets. I mean, he told Jonah, go to Nineveh. Yeah. And Nineveh was anti-God, anti-Israel, anti-everything. And Jonah's like, yeah, he's those people. I ain't going. And God said, yeah, you are. And Jonah said, oh, I'll show you. And I go get a boat. Go. No, you end up in the Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so that's I think that's a, a good way stated very well because what it, what it brings into focus is two things like, okay, what, what is our responsibility? What is our responsibility? You know, Kurt just said it. It's my job to share the gospel. So in other words, from a biblical standpoint, going all the way back to the Old Testament, it's our job to stay mission-minded. It's our job to believe that God could save the worst of the worst. Um, and so our job, to what Kurt is saying, is to stay mission-minded. Our job is to keep sharing the gospel. Our job is to keep on you know, inviting people, passing out tracts, whatever it may be. That needs to be our mindset. Then ultimately, God, because we cannot judge. Uh, I do believe, this would be a, you know, another good topic, but I do believe that scripturally speaking, that people can cross a line. You know, the Bible talks about people getting, being turned over to a reprobate mind. Uh, it talks about people... There's reference to people, you know, the potential, I believe Pharaoh did it, they, they crossed the point of no return. The problem is, uh, well, it's not really a problem, it just is the way it is. We don't know when that is. You know, uh, a lot of people, they look at Romans chapter number one because that's when it talks about being turned over to a reprobate mind and, and it refers especially or, or specifically among other sins, but it refers to homosexuality. And so some people are like, yep, as soon as someone's a homosexual, then they must have... Uh, they must have a reprobate mind. Well, that's not what it says in there. It just so happens that that's one of the sins that's talked about. Because the way it goes, it's the same way with Pharaoh. Uh, this is a principle that you see. We talked about this before. I believe, uh, I should have looked at this. I can't remember the exact numbers. I preached a message about it. Um, but I know it goes along the lines. I was preaching out of Romans chapter, what was that, 9 or 10, when it talks about when God hard, uh, hardened Pharaoh's heart. And... But when you read and you go study about the hardening of Pharaoh's heart, I believe it was eight to ten times, I can't remember, that it talks about Pharaoh's heart being hardened. Uh, but let's just say it was ten times, because I think the percentage is going to be about the same. Let's just say that it was ten times that it speaks of, of Pharaoh's heart being hardened. Uh, the first eight times out of ten, seven to eight times out of ten, it was Pharaoh hardening his heart against God. It was God giving him the decision, Pharaoh hardens his heart. Pharaoh hardens his heart. Pharaoh hardens his heart. 
Well, at some point, Pharaoh crosses the line, and then God just basically says this, okay. You know, God, God, God loves people, but the thing that God does that's really hard for us to get is He gives people free will. So when Pharaoh just keeps, you know, going down this road, going down this road, going down this road, I mean, my goodness, did Pharaoh have opportunity? I believe he did. I believe he saw the hand of God. He, saw, he heard the Word of God. He saw the, he saw the power of God. But he, just think about it as a path he keeps going down. And every step, he's hardening his heart. Or there's just these certain exits, if you will. You're going down the highway, you know, and you have this opportunity. Oh, here's, here's an opportunity to, to exit off the interstate now and go the other way. Nope. I'm going my way. Going my way. Going my way. Going my way. Okay, well, this road's leading to destruction. And so it's just God at some point says, that's the decision you've made. Then it says with Pharaoh, then it says in Romans 1, that, that then God began to harden Pharaoh's heart. That's the decision you've made? Fine, I'll use you as an instrument. If that's what you want to do, I'll use you as an instrument of judgment and for judgment. But, here's the point. We don't know when that is. So, going back to the original point of what Kurt was saying. Our duty, clearly, from the very beginning, from the prophets to the rest of them, is to stay mission-minded, if you will. We're in the mindset of trying to win these people. But here's something. Because here, then here comes this question in. I think it's a question that Kurt says, okay, our job is to stay mission-minded. But if God says, nope, I'm done with that person, uh, well, how do we know that? Dumb. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Praise the Lord. Amen. And, and that is, that's, that's a good answer. She, Dawn's answer was, you'll know. You know, and then she gave a, a great example that you'll know. And, and just what I would say about it is, again, what's my job? I'm staying mission-minded. I'm praying. I'm caring. I'm reaching out. I'm, I'm, and, and man, may God help us, starting right here with me, May God help every one of us to have, you know, for, for lack of a better term, a prospect list. May God help every one of us to have a, a list of, you know, two, three, four, five people, maybe more people that, uh, that are unsaved, that we not only, that we're praying for regularly, but that we're reaching out to weekly. Maybe it's just a text, maybe it's just a call, but, but let me get back to this, okay? Our job is to stay mission-minded. And I was going to get back to this principle that I believe you see in the Word of God 
And it's the principle of God working on both ends. This is what I would say. Dawn says you'll know. Okay, I need to say mission-minded, 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 mission-minded. Uh, but let me tell you something. When God puts somebody on your heart, I, 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 I am confident of this. Philip. Philip was preaching in Samaria. Philip was seeing many people saved. Also here in the book of Acts. I believe it's Acts chapter number 8. Uh, he was seeing great things happen. All of a sudden, God dealt with Philip's heart and says, hey, I want you to go out to the middle of nowhere. I'll show you where it's at when you get there, just out in the middle of the desert. Uh, so God is working on Philip's heart. Now, at the same time, God is working on the Ethiopian eunuch's heart. And so God's working on the Ethiopian eunuch's heart. And so when Philip gets there, God was working on Philip's heart because he was working on the Ethiopian eunuch's heart. And, and and there's other, there's other examples I could use in the Bible about this, but it's the principle. Has, any, has, has God ever just laid somebody on your heart? Have you ever just thought, man, I really want to reach out to this person. I really want to invite this person to church. I really, I really want to try to talk to this person about the Lord. Uh, let me give you some, some encouragement. Now, because th this may be somebody that you're just like, I don't think they really want to hear about God. Let me tell you something. If God's working on your end, He's working on their end. And you might not see it when you talk to them. You may see it. I've, I've, I think of examples to where I've, I've talked to people, uh, you know, that I was reluctant because I'm like, isn't it crazy that we argue with God? Uh, there, there's, a, there's a great, there's a great, and I'm glad, by the way, I'm glad for the biblical heroes, aren't you? Don't you think Peter is a hero of the faith? He really is. But, uh, but Peter, and, and I'm going to use it in the, in the, next, in the, in the sermon later today, but uh, Peter said, not so, Lord. In other words, no, Lord. Well, what kind of sense does that make? But, but anyway, because here we are, you know, hey, I really want you to witness to this person. This person's, well, God, you don't understand. They don't, uh, they don't really want to talk. They don't really want to hear about you, and they're going to make fun, and they're going to whatever else. No, listen, uh, God, tr we need, starting right here with me, we need to trust God. When He's working on our end, He's working on somebody else's end. Therefore, I'm staying mission-minded. I'm staying evangelistically minded. What does God do? All of a sudden, that person doesn't come to my mind. All of a sudden, you know, I don't, I, maybe I don't even think about talking to that person anymore. I mean, and, and I don't know, you know, you can get into some minutia and we could start talking about some other things, but I believe that ultimately we need to stay on the ready. We need to stay on the go. We need to stay with that mission mind and we cannot be the ones to say, you know, for instance, again, I gave the example. There's people out there that feel like anyone that's a homosexual has crossed that line. That's not biblical. Uh, can anybody give me a proof text why that's not biblical, by the way? Because I've got a really good one. All right. He's listing the sins of the Corinthians. Awful sins. Uh, and among those is homosexuality. He's listing all these sins of the city of Corinth. And you know what he says? And such were some of you. Such were some of you. So that in and of itself tells me that homosexual... But I'm just using that as an example because you may have another qualification. No, well, if they're like this, they've crossed the line. I know it. It's got to be. If they've done this, if they've said this, you don't know that. So we cannot be the ones to decide whether or not they've crossed the line. But I believe the way that we, we can know is that maybe... God begins to, to take away that burden. Maybe they don't really come to mind anymore. Maybe it's just a, a point to where it's obvious to where it's just like, you know what? 
You know, at one time, as we were walking, going down this highway, and yeah, you rejected this opportunity and you rejected that opportunity, but now you're starting, you're taking a mocking tone. Now you're whatever, and, and you just start backing away. Ralph, what would you add? Yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a fascinating story that we'll talk more about. It. It's been one that's come up here a good bit. Chad uh, Chad was discussing it earlier this summer, and uh, and and so we've had some conversations about this. Chad come up here and gave a devotion on a Wednesday night. Maybe not everybody was here, but. Uh, but he was talking about believing that since the prophet, there was a prophet that came and warned Paul and God told him not to go to Jerusalem, but he said, you know what? I care too much. I care so much for him, I'm going anyway. Um, and, uh, which, which again, I mean, it, it's an amazing thing. But, uh, but there again, I think ultimately, uh, no matter how wicked a person is, we need to stay mission-minded and we need to be uh, have a, a, a mind to share the gospel with somebody. It is not up to us. How often, have you ever said this or thought this? I ask this because if we'd be honest, we do some things sometimes that just aren't so smart and just aren't so wise. And what I mean is just like times that we may say something like, uh, have you ever said maybe about a loved one of yours? Oh, no, 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 they'll never get saved. Really? Like, who do we think we are? Uh, I mean, you know, it's like we, we, we fail to see, the, the, we fail to sometimes recognize the power of the gospel. So, uh, so with that in mind, I think we'll uh, continue here in Acts chapter number 13, verse 1, where the Bible says, Now there was in the church that was at Antioch certain prophets and teachers as Barnabas, I'm sorry, yeah, Barnabas, and Simeon, which was called Niger, and Lucius of Cyrene, and Manna, Man a Manaean, which had been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch and Saul. And as they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, Separate me Barnabas and Saul for the work whereunto I have called them. And when they had fasted and prayed and lay, laid their hands on them, they sent them away. And we'll just pause right there to talk about, uh, just continue to talk about missions. Uh, you may or may not agree with my assessment last week that the Church of Jerusalem was a disobedient church. Once again, uh, I'm glad that God uses people. And, 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 and you know, the thing about God using flawed people, that's kind of His only option, isn't it? And God knew that. God knows that. Uh, so if you ever feel so flawed that God can't use you, uh, listen, that's it's... God uses flawed people. That's his only options. Because just like the church at Jerusalem did great things for God. And if you weren't here, I'll just recap it super quick. But, uh, but, but, the, but Jesus told them in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, But you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me. Both, and both, and I just emphasize that, both in Jerusalem and in Samaria and in Judea, which is the countryside, it's, it's rural ministry, uh, which a lot of people, I don't have to tell you, uh, but, but a lot of people in the, in the big scheme of things overlook rural ministry. Um, you say that word rural too many times, it starts sounding funny. Into the other most parts of the earth. Okay. The, the, the point was is that from, uh, 
from Acts chapter number 1 until Acts chapter number 13 is a period from what I've gathered of about 10 years. When the, when the persecution came that we had mentioned earlier, that when the persecution came in Jerusalem, the Bible says, and the, the pers- upon the persecution, they were spread all around into the regions of Samaria. We are supposed to already be there. And, and they were spread into Judea. They were into the countryside. And ultimately, they were spread to the uttermost parts of the earth. It was persecution that came on the church of Jerusalem that sent, sent them into the places God told them to go ten years earlier. And you can see that that church wasn't blessed. And by the way, that's one of the reasons. Man, I'm glad, I'm glad sometimes I feel like in spite of me that this church is so mission-hearted and mission-minded. Uh, you know, um, because, uh, you know, it's, it's one of the things, and, and I've been talking to, about like turning this over, this little portion over to Ryan as far as just missions, man. I, I want us to... Uh, missions has to be the heart of the church. And, it, and that, by that, I don't just mean, you know, faith, promise, missions, giving, or whatever like that. Missions, remember, you are a missionary. There's a missionary on your job. There's a missionary on your street, and it's you, uh, right? So therefore, the church has to be mission-minded. Mission-minded in our, in our mission, in our purpose, but also in the, in the greater scheme of things. You know what? Hey, let's try to, get, let's try to support and be a part of mission, missions going around the world. Uh, you know, uh, across the street, somebody said, across the states and across the seas. It's all missions. So that is God's will. That's the heartbeat of God. And I appreciate the mission mind of this church and the, the, the support and the missions giving uh, that, uh, that people are faithful to give. And, and again, the thing that, you know, I would say by the end of this year, we've only got a few months. But by the end of this year, I don't want anybody in this church to be able to come up to me and say, hey, so what's the name of the missionaries we support? Because that's not on you. That starts up here. And everybody should know every missionary we support. The husband, the wife, uh, you know, potentially the kids. We should know the missionaries we support, where they're serving at. Uh, because we are a part of that. And we are. We, we give faithfully. We give monthly to these missions. We are a part of missions that are going on in different parts of the world. Uh, and I want to see that increase. I've got, uh, I've got some missionaries I've had on my heart for some time uh, that I would love to present to the church uh, to, uh, about uh, taking on a, a fellow ministering in South Korea that's been able to reach into China and North Korea, just doing a tremendous work uh, a missionary in Europe, uh, and both of these guys have been to the church, a uh, missionary in Europe, uh, in Belgium, that's just doing a tremendous uh, job. I mean, and I said Europe just because uh, he's, uh, well, I had a fellow tell me about him. I know him very well, uh, but I had a fellow tell me about him that he's like, man, he just, he, I can't remember the exact terminology, but something like he's, he's like our best missionary in Europe. I mean, he is getting it done. Uh, Brother Junior Haley, no relation. But, uh, but anyway, missions, 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 missions. I mean, that's what we are. That's what we do as a church. Not just supporting somebody that's going over there, but just at the way we live our lives. The, the way, it's the gospel. It's the good news. It's, it's kind of what we're trying to do all the time because it's, missions is not just evangelism, is it? Because remember the Great Commission? Jesus said, He said, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. That's the evangelism part. 
But does anybody remember what he says after that? Go into all the world, preach the gospel to every creature, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. By the way, we're having a baptism the 28th. Uh, having a baptism at the pool on the 28th. And so mark that down. Uh, I, don't, I think we normally don't do Sunday school on that day and we just have service at the pool. Uh, so that's the last Sunday of this month. But we're having a baptism. What? Is it? Good thing I announced it early. Um, but uh, is it really? That's a blessing. Well, that's exciting. Um, so that's the 28th. I just got it confirmed yesterday. So, uh, yeah, don't, don't you planners love me? Uh, oh, I should invite Jennifer in. What time is it? Is it time to stop? I need to be paying attention because I, I didn't start on time. My goodness. Okay. Uh, but, okay, but baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. Next. So it's, it's to evangelize, it's to baptize, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I've commanded you. It's to stabilize. Evangelize, baptize, stabilize. And so it is then to disciple people. It is then to see people living life, get, having life in Christ, but then also having it more abundantly. Uh, it's funny that that quick I forgot that I started at whatever time I started. Uh, but that's just the way I am. Amen. All right. Well, uh, for... for, for uh, time's sake and everything.